Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Well, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. That was some sort of way to start, so we couldn't hear any of the music. We thought we, the mics were off, Brown Dog. And then bang. And then bang. We're in. Blew our eardrums. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've woken up, that's for sure. You don't need it. You don't need to have. So Tomo's about to have our producer as an almond milk uh, mock-up because he's a very new age millennial type kid. He'll have an almond milk. So that's going to wake him up, but he's woken us up a different. How are you, Brown? I'm going that beautifully. Is a, that is a... That is a friendly, colourful, positive sweater. It's good, isn't it? It's it, aqua, would you call it? I would call it aqua, or, or just even a sky blue. Yeah. Um, it's got a little bit of an apple insignia on there. I, I um, There's a policy around uh, SEN at the moment, try and dress up for work. So I thought... So you've taken... So, you, yeah, you've, you've, heard, you've heard that message. I've still got the thongs and shorts on, but I thought uh, a nice sort of jumper might look me look, make me look a little bit more formal. So... so Probably, uh, look. I don't know where that message came from, but let's say, let's say it came from Hutchie, and he's thinking, <laughs> yeah, a jacket or a like a shirt. When he looked at me yeah. fully dressed in a suit, and he looked down, looked look me up and down, and I said, "What? Well, we've got a meeting on at the moment." He goes, "No, dog, just trying to get the standards up around here." Didn't say specifically nothing for you. It was aimed at me. Just letting you know there was a subtle hint that I sort of took, yeah. and I decided to ignore. Uh, well, you didn't. You've just chosen a different way to dress Correct. up, haven't you? And it's not like you haven't made an effort. We're all unique individuals. That's well. I think you and I are particularly unique individuals, to be quite honest. Um, my name is still not on any sweeper for this show. Mm. Have you like? I've done this before. Have you ever had a girlfriend that you wouldn't introduce your friends to, or something, or, or they wouldn't introduce? You to their friend. That's how I feel at the moment. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in the relationship. You are, but but, but not but, officially. No, yet. I'm, I'm not being invited to, to the parties. Uh, I don't. You know, it's just. Well, I, you haven't. I'm still on the, I'm the on the inside, but I'm on the outside. Not sort tricky. of social media or Facebook ready. You know, like yeah. when, you, when you make the you change your profile. It's still complicated. Yeah, it's still complicated. I think it point. always will be with you, mate. Oh, <laughs> 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 that, that sounded menacing, to be honest, uh, Brown Dog. We've got plenty of guests coming up. So we've got a very talented apprentice jockey. I don't know if he's on the line just yet. I think he he's there. Um, and you know a little bit about this young man because you're a great follower of Tasmanian Thoroughbred Racing, Brandon. I certainly am. We didn't have any on Wednesday night. Uh, just didn't want to clash with the um, the start of the AFL season. Yeah. So that they had the uh, the weekend off on Wednesday nights, but of oh, weekend the week <laughs> the week night off. That, that but Brandon, yeah, Brandon Louis, uh, an apprentice. And he's doing some magnificent things. And I always bang on about the the apprentices down there in Tassie and how well-educated they are and how professional they are. And, and we've seen some magnificent rides. And, and mainly we've spoken to a lot of the girls. You know, Cody, Cody yeah. Jordan um, we've got on um, a couple of times. and um, But Brandon is doing some, some magnificent things. And he's been representing Tassie uh, in the National Apprentices Riders Series as yes. well. He's going... Going along quite nicely, no, no, so looking forward to speaking to him. No pressure, Brandon, as we welcome you in. So you've got to be magnificent, wonderful, and at least as good as your female counterpart. So are you ready for this or what? Yeah, well, absolutely. Taya Stalker is another one we've had a chat to. Are you with us, Brandon? Hello. You're G'day, back. Brandon. How are you, mate? 
Yeah, we're going along okay, mate. We saw we can't really hear you too well at the moment. Um, if I, if Brandon, if you can get out of the eye of that tornado, that's a very dangerous place to be. Have you, have you ever seen the movie Twister? I, you, you are in you are in a deep wind tunnel at the moment, mate. Can you hear us all right? Yeah, 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 I can, I can hear you guys. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can, yes. mate. So just, uh, gr- thanks for joining us here on Taz Racing Talks, Brandon. Um, we've just been talking about how well you, you've been going to date in your career. Let's go back to, to the start, uh, mate, and tell us, is it always something that you, you wanted to get involved in um, being a, a, a jockey? Uh, yes, uh, honestly, uh, since I'm a kid, I was just the Fantastic. Uh, good, good friend of the show, uh, David Taggart, went to ride in Mauritius for uh, for many years, and he's got some some great things to say about Mauritius racing. Hey, you mentioned how tall you are. Do you just tell the listeners exactly your, your height. Right, I'm probably sure uh, I've been measuring myself with my boss last week. I think with me I think we are at the conclusion when I'm probably one meter seventy-seven centimeter. Yeah, one hundred and seventy-seven. That's that's my height. So that's um, that's starting to get up there a little bit. And uh, are you still growing, Brandon? Are you still growing, or you think you've uh, uh, not anymore? I think, I think I'm past a cap. I think I'm good now. So so j- j- just how uh, just how just how lean and mean are you? Uh, Brandon, so are you going to struggle with your weight? Like, are you struggling already to keep your weight down, or are you just you're just a wonderful Mauritian whip at there? You're five foot ten, but uh, nice and lean. To be honest, I'm pretty skinny, but yeah, I think it has been more because of the weight. Yeah, I think it's Um, how do you handle the cold down there in Tassie? Because Mauritius, uh, slightly different climate, pretty nice Marginal, sort of weather yeah, okay. over there, you know, and uh, near the equator, and um, and you get down to sort of the, the furthest place south, uh, it gets pretty chilly. I can't tell you, I hate winter. I, hate, <laughs> I just hate it. I go to dog. I can't. I can't even walk when it's so. Cold. No, anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm probably. Yeah, winter is not really my goal. Especially in Tassie. But the summer is, yeah, I like I like the summer. At the moment, I'm really enjoying, you know. Uh, yes, but Mauritius, like, you know, when I say to my friends uh, here, you know, 
uh, Mauritius weather is probably winter is around like 15, 15, 16 is winter. Yep. And here we have like minus one vacation. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I will get you to the to the board anymore. If you, so, if you see somebody down in Tasmania uh, looking a little bit Mauritian and wrapped up in uh, about eighteen different blankets and a poncho during winter down there, that will be Brandon Louis. Now, tell us how much you're enjoying this National Apprentice Rider Series. You've got a little bit of responsibility because you might have come from Mauritius, but you're representing Tasmania, and things are going okay at the moment. Yes, to be honest, yeah, I was picked uh, by Tass Racing to represent uh, uh, Tassie in the first leg, which was uh, South Australia. To be honest, it was a very good experience there, and uh, I got picked the top weight, uh, because that's, that's a normally random uh, uh, attribute. The riders random, random pick. And anyway, I sort of get uh, the top weight of Philip Stoke. And if I gave the horse every possible chance, uh, we sort of finished third in the race, but second uh, in the in the heat apprentice because there's four apprentices that compete in the heat. You know what I mean? In yeah. the lake. And uh, anyway, we second in the first one, which anyway, but it was a good experience, really, on my behalf personally. It was a good experience. And when the second hit, I think one of our apprentices couldn't uh, go and. I got a call and uh, they asked me if I want to go and I said, why not? And anyway, but it was pretty nice because it weather, so it was the first thing I thought. Brandon, you've... And, uh, yeah. You, you've, uh, you, you're going along beautifully. 19 winners this season and uh, and tracking along nicely. What What's the, the long-term goal for you? Is it um, to stay down in Tassie and continue to to learn your craft with uh, Imogen Miller and, um, you know, surround yourself with, with senior jockeys like Brendan McCool or you want to get back to Mauritius and ride? What's what's your sort of long-term goal right. as a jockey? Right. Long-term goal is, to be honest, to, uh, uh, to be honest, is really to apply my claim and, you know, get on the mainland. And anyway, it's not really, uh, forget about that, you know, still come to Tassie, you know, I was a carnival and sort of stuff like this, but uh, to be honest, we had a, uh, what we call, um, an opportunity that really, sort of, I think two weeks ago, last week, uh, a trainer from the WA called my boss, called him Jan, and we got offered a good, uh, a good uh, opportunity, and uh, me and him and especially, I would say, Brendan also was involved into it, we have it because Brendan's really like my dog here for me, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, yeah, we had a good chat about it and to be honest, probably I will be uh, in some days, weeks, or I don't know, uh, I will probably head, head east, uh, head west, sorry, <laughs> not west. Yeah. Yes, to the So yeah, there's a chance there for me and I think we're taking that chance soon. So yes, we go to the west. Uh, good luck, mate. We're going to uh, follow your career very eagerly wherever you, you may ride. We, we, and we wish you all the best. Just make sure if you want to go west, don't go west. Let's get that direction right for a start. Brandon, but you're doing a great <laughs> job, mate. We very much appreciate the chat. Um, and, and just stay safe out there as well, because that sounds very windy. But we appreciate talking to you, mate. No worries. Thank you very much, guys. That Good luck. Nice. It's Brandon. I tell you what, I'm... I'm the, I mean, clearly, we for, for those listening at home on SEN Track, 
Uh, Brandon wasn't overly uh, easy to hear. No. And then he's got this incredibly swarthy, sexual, wonderful accent. I mean, very – I wanted to know if he had a girlfriend. Surely the Tasmanian – I can't – I don't know what he looks like, The Brandon, Mauritius Marvel, I call is, him. Yeah. yeah. He's like – he's the Peter – he had the Macedonian Marvel. He's the Mauritian Marvel. He just had me. He, he could have said anything. I think I, half the time I was just drifting around with the words. He could have been just saying, I love to win – in every country I come to, he was magnificent. He's got some. He's certainly got a, a lot of uh, ability too. So um, yeah, if he does get over to Perth and um, and ride over there, he'll, he'll do fantastically well. Who's the best? We'll get uh, we'll get Matt Red on the line in a moment. Who's the best uh, tall jockey that you? Uh, I'm very clear on who I think. Uh, it was Stephen Arnold. He wasn't was amazing. It? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. He, he was, would have been six six one. Oh, I reckon he was 180. Six centimeters or yeah. something, you know, like that's six one. Like he was, it? yeah, and he was just unbelievable. The balance for a bloke his height, the balance, his hands, he was just uh, incredible. It would have well, uh, Melbourne Cup winning jockey, yep, and would have been hard, mate, to be that height and uh, keep your weight under control. He was a funny bugger too. Yeah, he no really had. He really, you, he didn't. He didn't get get to see it too often, but he when he uh, when he wanted to show, he had he had swagger. He yeah. had personality. My word, he did. Matty Reader, so mate of yours. Yeah, He's got swagger. How much swagger have you got, Matty, as we as we join you here on Taz Racing Talk? I've got zero swagger <laughs> whatsoever. I'll tell you, it's a bigger issue when you don't have to worry about keeping your height or your weight down. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Brandon, he's a, he's a big unit as far as jockeys go, that's for sure. He's a, he, he sounds a swarthy character. Did, did the ladies like to get around him in Tasmania a little bit, or has he got a partner? What's the go there, Matty? Ooh, I'm not sure if he does have a partner, but yeah, as far as uh, jockeys go, he's probably one of the more suave that you'd see in the jockeys' room down here in Tassie, that's for sure. Matty, uh, Hobart preview, round three of the uh, the National Apprentice Riders Series. Um, how's that going to go this weekend? Oh, look, it, it's a really great day's racing as far as having the apprentices in town and a lot of the leading riders from around the country uh, selfishly, from a punting and form perspective, it's a little bit of a nightmare, this program, Brownie. We haven't raced here since the Hobart Cup, which is about seven weeks ago now. Uh, we've got the rail out 15, so that compresses field sizes, and then you add in the element of, of these new visiting jockeys coming in. So it'll be a really good day's racing, but it's one that generally throws up a few different results. It certainly does. Um, speaking of some of the uh, the results that we want to get, uh, what are your best for this weekend, mate? Because I know that that you're in cracking form, and the uh, the SEN track listeners they hang off every mm. tip that you give, Matty. Well, we'll try. Uh, we haven't got any markets at the moment, so we'll we'll see what prices these come up. But I made my best race six, number one, Wrighton Blitz. Uh, Scotty Brutton on his home track, where he does so much damage here. Uh, this horse won in the same company two starts ago. Uh, been in a couple of horses that she faces again on Sunday, actually. Uh, she carried 57 there. She'll claim down to 55 here uh, with Chelsea Baker aboard, who I know you spoke to a, a couple of weeks ago. She actually meets uh, Epic Song, who's one of the main dangers, better at the weights for beating him home pretty easily a couple of starts ago. So drawn to win. I like this horse at 1,100. Would they either lead or land leaders back, I would imagine, right than Blitz, and, and should be too good to be hoping for something around the $3 mark about her. Beautiful, and uh, and we know you look to like to get a little bit of value as well, so um, no doubt you've found 
found one at double figures for us? Yeah, one that I think might come up at a price, or certainly hope comes up at a price, is uh, race three, number four, Popeye the Sailor. Um, SP'd $81 on debut and, and finished midfield six of 12. Uh, had no early speed whatsoever there. Was under a riding a long way from home. That was at 1100 Now comes in fresh at 1400 with the shades on and the crossover noseband off. So I'd imagine this is a little bit of a target race as far as kicking off the preparation for Popeye the Sailor, a horse that I think Connections think will get over ground. Uh, it's a race where I think the market chances will be Tennessee Beach and Montebianco. That'll hopefully mean we get a, a good each-way price about race three, number four, Popeye the Sailor. I think it's good that we know that, like, we've got the profession of Popeye there because, you know, not enough not enough people know it. So to, to know he's a sailor, well, I think he's... No, but the other thing is it doesn't eat lucerne or hay or oats. So spinach they only. Spinach, spinach only, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is an interesting diet. Because just for the kids, they might not know exactly what Popeye's all about. <laughs> and there's a bit of Tassie interest uh, in Victoria. Uh, we've got Bell, Bellow Bow going around on Friday night at the Valley. And, uh, and White Hawks at the Mornington Cup. I was watching some of the, the Mornington Cups on Racing.com the other day, but a little bit of Tassie interest on the mainland. Yeah, you're not wrong. Bello Bow uh, has been our standout two-year-old by some margin this year for, for trainer Adam Trinder, and, and he's decided to bring him across. I think he's potentially got a, a million-dollar race picked out for Bello Bow, depending on how tonight goes. Ooh. Look, it's, it's been a while since we've had one of our two-year-olds come across to Victoria. Like last year, Turk Warrior dominated, but he hasn't ventured across. Uh, the year before, uh, Gigi Josie was our standout two-year-old, did head over. So it's a little bit difficult to know how the two-year-old form will stack up. But I can say he's an extremely professional uh, two-year-old gelding. His first trip down south to Hobart, that was his debut run. He was pestered on speed there and still kicked away and, and was too good. It's probably a three-and-a-half to four-hour float ride from where Adam Trinder is down to the Hobart track. He lands on speed. That's incredibly suited around Mooney Valley, as we all know. And Brendan McCool goes over to ride uh, just for the one race. So I think we can take a lot of leads there. The market hasn't really missed him, as you wouldn't expect. I think we're getting somewhere around the 450 mark for Bellow Bow, but... I'd be really surprised if he didn't stack up and at least run top three. Um, White Hawks getting to the end of a, a very long campaign, which has been a great one for him. He won the Devonport Cup way back in early January. It, in my somewhat biased opinion, because I was on both times, I think he should have at least run second in both the Hobart and Launceston Cups. Uh, he placed in Hobart, was unplaced in Launceston. Gets a bit of weight relief from the St. Ledger last start. and. Mornington Cup, the, the field uh, depth has dropped away this year. Brownie has probably still mm. got the top-end talent there, but, um, I mean, a, a golden ticket race for the Caulfield Cup, I think it still is, so it's always going to get some good horses. But um wouldn't surprise me to see White Hawk beat more home than not down there tomorrow. Yeah, it's a weakest race, isn't it? Hey, just really quickly before we let you go, um, Flemington on Saturday, the Mugatu Race 7, uh, there were a couple of Tassie runners we, we dedicated a song to Swoop Dogs, the, the Johnny Blacker uh, horse. And it, it ran okay. It was, um, wasn't was beaten too far, but I, I thought Mandela Effect was was pretty ordinary. Yeah, I thought the, the tactics were had me beat a little bit on Mandela Effect, Brownie. I mean, caught wide. Clearly, they didn't want to sneak back. They wanted to go forward. Blake McDougall had no luck getting in. 
three wide, no cover, you can tear your ticket up from yep. there. I, I think they'd probably got that one wrong. They should have gone back and, and tried to, to fill a hole working through the field from there. Yeah, Soap Dog ended up with, with run of the race. He was in that top division with cover. Um, and my word is... All of those horses probably getting to the end of a, a long prep. You, you've gone through the carnival and you get to the stage where there's no races for them down here. So do you have a, a ping at the stumps across the water? And look good on him for trying. I think what we've seen with Swoop Dog is that he got out of the staying trips. He's not a stayer. I think we'll see him around the mile, um, wait for age type races in Tassie or or something around the 16 or 18. I know John Black has had runners in the winter championship over there before and, and we might even see Swoop Dog there in the coming months. Outstanding work from you. I think you have got some swagger, Matty. We're going to say au revoir now. And just a word of advice. I have seen you communicating with a former employee at the station, Jack Higgins, who likes his uh, Tasmanian thoroughbred racing. Just a word of the wise, he's no good. Uh, I'll just, just give him a wide you berth. Just, just a wide berth there, Matty. No, for Matty's. For, I'm doing the right thing by Matty here. Uh, appreciate you joining us, mate. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, fellas. Talk soon. Cheers, mate. We're going to go for a break, come back, and we're going to start talking the other two codes, Greyhound Racing with Josh Wright, who's uh, got a couple going around in the Launceston Breeders' Classic on Monday night. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. It's actually unbelievable. They've had a new stinger made up for another bloke, and it's still not my name. Like, I'm not... I'm a confident person, Brown Dog, but they're trying to shake me here. They're trying to shake me down. You're a great role player. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what, I've, you, and oh, I had, you and I have had great chemistry. And, uh, oh, well, I'll put you in a role in a second, Brown Dog. Um, get that pelvis going again, I reckon. Right. Well, let's move to Greyhound Racing on Taz Racing yes. Talk. Josh Wright, got a couple of runners going around in the Launceston Breeders Classic on Monday night. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Not bad. You've come up with a couple of nice boxes here. Oh, yeah, no, can't. Uh, yeah, no, it's good boxes, really, for them, too. So, which one? Silent KK's got a slightly, slightly better chance than than the other one? Yeah, well, the the other one out of box, too, she jumped all right in the quali, so she can do that again. She'd be uh, probably a better chance than the other one. Rightio. Well, it, Okay, and so that, but they've both got pretty good chances in the race, and there's like this. This, both, is, yeah. this is not a like. There's good money involved here as well, so it's, it's a race you want to win. Yeah, well, we was fortunate enough to win exactly the same race last year with a dog called Hey Dougie, so we're hoping we could um, go back to back. Uh, and this is a race for people in the region that um, that they go after. That, that, that there's a little bit of there's some sort of prestige to it as well. Yeah, well, yeah, it's sort of mainly just for the Taz bred dogs, uh, pups coming through. So it's a, it's good races to try and aim your your pups for that are Taz bred, and yeah, it's good for the Taz Tasmanian people too, really. That's yeah. breeding. Now, up where you're based, how much is the closure of Devonport going to be a major issue? I know Lonnie's not terribly far away, but is that going to is that going to cause you? A lot of problems having that having that now unfortunately gone for well I, th- I think it's going to take a couple of years to to rebuild the facility for the harness racing and the greyhound racing there. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I'm uh, based in Lonnie now at St Leonard's, but um, for us, no, probably not really. You know, the track's only about ten minutes away from where we live, so we got that there to break our putts in. But yeah, for 
breaking pups in at Wilby because Devonport was a lovely track to take your pups to to break in and have the first couple of starts and that, you know. So you just got to feel sorry for them Northwesterns that have got to travel two, two and a half hours just to break pups in there. So tell us, are these, are these two young pups we're talking about for this race on Monday night, are they, are they your two, your two uh, kennel headliners at the moment or have you got a couple of others that are going really well? Uh, I've got, um, yeah, Cooper Candy's probably the main one that I've got going that's uh, decent at the moment. But these two that have started in, in, in Monday night, they're starting to hit their straps now. And, um, yeah, hopefully they could um, push on and be decent uh, dogs in the future. All right. Well, it's been great having a chat with you, Josh. And you're telling me, because I don't mind a punt every now and then, Every day, uh, every 15 minutes, um, that, I, that I'm backing the two for the most and a little saver on the one. Silicon baloney. Yeah. There's a, on Tuesday, too, there's a dog in the last race called Rojo Diamond. I'd be getting on him as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about this? Rage on Diamond. I love it when you're asking about something else <laughs> yeah, and then you get it. that. That's that's what you it's want. Tuesday night, Rage on Diamond. Thank you very much, Josh. We've taken Rage, note. Rage on Diamond. Yeah. I'll give you the, I'll give you no the gem. That's the kind of information that role players can't get. You need to be a pretty special interviewer to, to get that kind. Yeah. Hey, Josh, thanks for your time, mate. Good tell, luck. Tell, tell Brownie if the Rojo Diamond gets up, he owes me a Hawthorne sign jumper. Oh, beautiful. All right. That's, that's a deal. That's a deal. Josh, by the way, I'm, I'm getting one for you anyway. It doesn't matter whether it wins or not, but hopefully it does. <laughs> Tell Brownie, too. Yeah, no, nah, I'm here, mate. I've written it down. Ray Joe Diamond and uh, Tuesday night, Hawks Hawk sign jumper coming your way. Do you Thanks, want it? Do you want it from anybody else or just with Brownie? We'll signature? get Bonington to sign it too. Uh, there was some really good play. Anyway, Josh, <laughs> thanks, mate. Good talking to you. Thanks, thanks, boys. See ya. Cheers, mate. Time for the news. Find out what's happening in the world. We'll come back and we'll talk harness racing. Jamie Koshay, apparently, not Koshay. No, really. <laughs> Jamie Koshay. We'll be talking to him and he'll also be chatting <laughs> with you. Yeah, Yeah, Nathan Ford, who's a big name down there. You can talk to him about the Koshay. Well, we've been we've been calling him uh, Kokshat for uh, the best part of 18 <laughs> months now. <laughs> we'll find out more after, after the news. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Nup, 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 nup. You're with Jay Bon and the Brown Dog. And uh, uh, just in the break there, Brown Dog, a little, little bit of a call to make sure you get your wardrobe Correct. sorted. Suit for Sunday. You've already, you've already started to dress up here. We can see that with, exactly. the, with the light blue jumper. and The next uh, stage of my development. Yeah, I think and this has been a good step. There's a good chance you're going to forget between now and when you're supposed to go and get it after work today, isn't there? I hope there? not. And, and I always find wearing um, someone else's suits better because I can get give it back and they have to dry clean it and I don't need to worry about any of that. So you're, you're basically going to go out and then have, you know, maybe yeah. a wine and if it doesn't go in your mouth, it doesn't really matter. Like Correct. some of it goes in your mouth, some of it on your face, a little bit on the suit. And you just say, "There you go, hand it back." There you go. I'm oh, Campbell Brown. You just take it. You just take it. And you know what? I'm parking my car right across three car spaces, and, and, and I don't care. And you press it, and you dry clean it, and you get it back to me by next uh, Friday afternoon. I love everything. I love everything that you're about. <laughs> uh, we've got Jamie Koshay Koshay on the line right now. How are you, Jamie? There you go, lads. Very good. I was just I was just revealing to the Brown Dog about the. Uh, the potential um, issues with nomenclature there, or with uh, the, the surname that we, you know, that we we might have been stuffing up for a very long period of time. 
I'm the plum mate. Yeah. Makes it a bit more classy, mate. But I'm a pretty level little fellow. Cocktail, but um, makes a bit more sense. But you know, I used to get a bit of a ribbon when I was young, mate. But I was big enough and ugly enough to take care of it, mate. Oh, you, I've got no doubt you would have been. And I tell you what, you would have had more respect for the kids that had a go. I mean, is it, it, the ones that were just sitting back, you're going. For crying out loud, say something, let's get it out of the way. They used to come at Jamie and they'd be dropped quicker than uh, Sonny Bill Williams dropped Barry Hall on Wednesday. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. What a mismatch. Uh, Three hits, Sonny Bill hitting Barry, Barry hitting the ground and the ambulance hitting 100. Right, let's get some tips for tonight at Hobart, first of all. Tips, mate. We'll start at Hobart tonight, mate. The best of the night comes up. Race four, number 11, Idle Miss Lucy. She's around about the 4.40 mark, um, which is pretty good odds in my eyes. She was very unlucky last sun, Saturday night not to win. Went to the line hard, held, never got out. So I'm pretty confident she'll be winning race four. The value runner comes up race one, number six, the dude. That's no doubt for you, Jay Bond. Uh, <laughs> drawn six. Can push forward. If it happens to fall on the lead, it'll, I reckon it'll win because it does grow a leg in front, but it can be a bit iffy early. So just hopefully... It'll Runs the gate, gets to the lead, and I reckon they can get the job done at the five or six dollar mark. Couple of odds, couple of odds that's come up. Race two, number one, Napatak Sam. I think it's got four duck eggs next to its name, but it's drawn the pole, and that can see it improve very, very drastically on tonight. And should be bound about the fourteen, sixteen dollar mark. And another one at odds, race six, number thirteen. What about Spanger? Um, going to be probably $21, $26. on 13. As long as there's a bit of tempo up front, don't be surprised to see this horse hitting the line pretty strongly out wide at the, over the closing stages. And then, Lonnie, you've got a couple there. But By the way, uh, Toby McKinnon was a bit confused whether it was windy or windy Hanover. Um, I'm pretty sure it's windy Hanover, but you've got a couple yeah. there at uh, Lonnie on Sunday. Yeah, definitely windy. Race four, number nine, windy Hanover. I just think um, Rowan's had a bit of time to get, get him right and... If he does everything right on Sunday night, he will be winning. Um, he looks a good gamble. But on race six, number two, rack him up, Tiger Pie. Uh, Mick Stanley's left him in the state, setting him for the Easter Cup in the coming weeks. Was huge in the final after blowing the start to run six. Uh, drawn two, Riley Major's a star. He's off the second line, so he's going to be right up there with him. So, But I just think from the draw, he can lead, and that'll prove the difference over the closing stages, and he should get the job done. Um, the Valley Runners, race two, number four, Kenya. I reckon he can bully his way to the lead as well, and from there, take plenty of running down. And race nine, number one, Crystal. She's got a great record when she leads. She's drawn the pole, so that looks a recipe for success. So I think she can get the job done as well. And the one at odds that comes up, race three, number three, not laughing now. We'll be 26 to one, 34 to one, somewhere around there. Jeez. But if they do go hard, uh, don't be surprised to see hitting the line pretty strongly at those sort of odds. She didn't run fourth in the Oaks last week, which is a pretty pedestrian run race, but, you know, she's worth a few dollars each way for sure in race three. We'll be laughing if it wins. Um, have you got one more for us? Yeah, we've got the quaddy, mate. We'll play the quaddy. Uh, first leg, we'll go numbers 1, 2, 4, 5, 8, 13. Second leg, 2 and 8. Third leg, 6, 9 and 10. Last leg, 7. $36 for 100%. Then we'll have one with a bit of insurance. 1, 2, 4, 5, 8, 13. Second leg, two and eight. Third leg, six, nine, ten. Last leg, one, nine, ten and eleven. Thirty-six dollars for twenty-five percent of the dividend. Outstanding, mate. Now, you've got a special guest here and uh, a man from a very famous harness racing family, particularly in the Apple Isle, and they are going through a particularly difficult time at the moment, but I'll let you have a, have a chat with Nathan Ford, Jamie. There you go, Leonice. 
Yeah, good, thank you, Jamie. That's all right, mate. Uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about your your chances over the weekend first, mate, before we get into the other stuff. Um, you got a, you got a few drives tonight at Hobart. Um, a lot of them are trained by your partner in life, Bianca Heenan. Um, we'll start off in race three. You've got Hyde Park, drawn a bit wide, but he, he's racing in career best form, and he's not had a good each-way chance in this. Yeah, I think he um, he's raced in career best form by far. Like, he won two starts ago, then he finished second at Hobart, beating the lip last time, and... I think if we can cross again tonight, you'll give a bit of cheek again. Yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. And then we'll go across to race five. We've got Sunrose Master, first up in the state. Troll all right the other week. Um, was going to race at Devonport, but as we know, we lost the meeting due to the lights. But this looks a winnable race as well for him. Yeah, um, he seems to be a very one-paced horse. So once he gets off the front line, we might see the best of him. But tonight, I, I think he's a real good each-way chance. His trial in Hobart a fortnight ago was... Uh, it surprised us a little bit, but his, his work's been a lot better since. Yeah, well, there you go. He's not really an each-way chance. Then we'll go to Launceston. I reckon this is your best drive of, of, the, of the weekend. Um, rack him up, Tiger Pie. Mix, obviously, you left him in your care, uh, yours and Bianca's care. Um, he was massive in the final of the Tasmania Cup the overnight after blowing the start. And he just gets a barrier draw to really take up the Riley Major, and I think he'll get the job done, especially if he finds the top early. Yeah, I think we should be fine at the top. I think Tizzy Spirit would love to be sitting on our back. He was he was great in the heat when he had to go sit parked and he ran away from him quite easily. And last week, his run, like not until you watched the replay, his run was pretty phenomenal from where he got left and then got checked and then he ended up running six, beating, beating not that far really. But yeah, um, Michael's father's over here with him at the moment. He's got surfs up Tiger Pie over here as well. So he yeah, had a pretty good relationship with the Stanleys over the years. Yeah, no, let's just hope it will continue Sunday night, mate, and you, you get a winner for Mick um, and Ian. And then we'll go across to, we'll go back to race five, number 10, Donnie in Paris. Um, pretty good mate, Steve Lukak. Um, he's first up, but he's capable of pulling out a run or two, and, you know, Steve, he, Steve Stable's flying at the moment, so that would have to give you a little bit of confidence going into Sunday night. Yeah, Steve's uh, stable has hit a purple patch for me. Um, he works hard, Steve, and He's got a couple of nice horses, a couple of ex-Kiwis at the moment. Donnie in Paris always normally takes a couple of runs to get to his peak, but in those sort of races, he'll be thereabouts, I think. Uh, we'll just touch on, have you got any young ones coming through the stable at the moment? You know, with the two-year-old season just starting to warm up, is there any young ones in the stable we, that, you know, listeners? We have a, um, a two-year-old filly, a half-sister to Ilac Beach, that she um, seems to be ticking all the boxes at the moment, and she's just having a little break at She'll be coming back in in the next month or so, but yeah, she's a she's a very nice filly. Oh, that's great to hear, mate. Um, we'll, we'll we'll touch on uh, you know uh, you know well uh, a fair bit of sad news to be honest, mate. You know, like um, I didn't have the pleasure of knowing your your mother that well, but you know she tragically passed away. You know, probably three weeks ago today, I think it is. Um, you know, and one of the most inspiring things I actually seen, mate, was. That night, you actually drove at the races, and you actually drove a horse called Corella Star for Steve Lukak, and just uh, you know the composure and that you know for you to get the job done under everything that went on earlier in that day was just you know like I said, mate, it's one of the most inspiring things I've seen in harness racing for a long time. Yeah, well, Mum was that sort of person. She would have anything that was sort of happening in the family. She would have pushed us towards to keep doing what we love, and obviously we had to pull ourselves together and go to the races that day and. It was a 
yeah, it was pretty heart wrenching to win that race for her. But yeah, it was a big shock to the family. Mum was a bit of a rock to our whole family. She, um, she would, even though we were bad kids in stages, but she, we could never do wrong by mum. Yeah, she was definitely the glue that that held the family together. And you know, like you know, like as we know, the Fords are an integral part in the harness racing industry in in the state. You know, you got your young brother Mitch, who you know we had on a couple of months ago, Jason. You know, he spoke outstandingly, and you know, he goes three winners the following day. And how, how's he holding up, mate? And he's still out there driving plenty of winners. Yeah, Mitch looks after my team during the week. I Bianca's team during the week. Um, he's holding up really good, Mitch. He's a he's a strong little bugger and. I'd, he, uh, I don't know how far he's going to go in this sport. Like he just, he just keeps learning and keeps, keeps ticking all the boxes as a driver. Like I, I really like him as a driver, and that's why Bianca seems to put him on all the horses over me. I guess he's driving better than me. <laughs> and just, just, just another one. You know, your, your old man Scott. You know, obviously he was, he was your mother's life partner for a long time. And you know, how's, um, how's Scott holding up? Just out there for the listeners. Yeah, Dad's holding up pretty good, as good as you can be. It's like it's going to be a, it's going to be a bit longer process with Dad, like him and Mum. Mum and Dad were married for thirty odd years, I think it was. So it's going to be a bit longer process, but he's just going to get back involved in the horses a bit more, and we're just hoping that takes his mind off things. Yeah, no, it's a, like I said earlier, mate, it's a very sad day for um, you know for for all of you and your extended family, and you know we all know that the Fords are a very close knit family and always there to support each other and. Yeah, you know, just my my condolences for the loss of your mother. I, you know, I mean that from the from the bottom of your heart, mate. And I'm sure you know most people in Tasmanian harness racing think the same because you know you are an integral part and name in the industry. In in the, yeah, in saying that, the whole harness industry they come together in any sort of thing like this that happens. Like it's it's sort of one big family when when you lose someone or something bad happens. So that's why we love harness racing, I guess. No, uh, well, you bit the nail on the head. That's exactly one thing about harness racing, mate. No matter what happens, when someone's down, everybody's there to, to give full support and, and help them pick, you know, pick them back up as, as good as they can to, you know, to get over whatever's come their way, mate. But, um, but yeah, so just let's hope, mate. You know, you get a few winners on the weekend. Hope that two-year-old comes out and, and be a star and have mum looking down when she's winning the epicus later in the season, if if, if that can eventuate and. Um, out of them four drives, uh, we're going to give you $10, mate. Which one are you going to back with it? I'll go with Sunrose Master each way. Oh, that's a bit of confidence. That's, that might make me have a few dollars each way more now. But, but no, really appreciate your time, Nathan. Um, good luck, mate. And you know, keep your chin up and keep driving them winners, mate, because I'm sure Mum's looking down over you, telling you, to, you know, to, to kick some more goals in life. Thank you very much, Jamie. Appreciate the chat. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much, Jamie. That was a really, a really lovely interview. And, uh, you know, I've met Nathan a couple of times, not a lot of times in my life, but uh, what he says about harness racing in the family is 100% true. So terrific interview, mate, and, um, and great to catch up with you, and we'll talk again next week. No worries, fellas. Thanks, Jamie. There's Jamie Cochet. Uh, that was a great chat with Nathan. Yeah, it was. Thinking, we'll go- thinking of Nathan and, and the, the rest of the family too, it's always a tough time. Yeah, it is, and uh, that is the support. Racing, definitely, but harness racing is... Uh, Almost another level. We'll go for a break, come back. More Taz Racing Talk with the Brown Dog and the Bond Dog to come very soon. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Still Jay Bond here. Um, we've got 45 seconds in this yes. segment. So 
Is there anything right now you'd like to get off your chest? You've got 30 seconds. Something you want to talk about, Brown Dog? I'd love to uh, get a market on the uh, the Tancred, actually, which I think is a, a pretty nice race, the Group 1 in uh, Sydney. Yeah, so maybe – who would we call for something like that? I reckon Tommy Hackett's a guy that – He's a guy that would to, know. Don't you reckon? What, what do you reckon we take a break now Yeah, and we call Tommy Hackett and find out about a market That'd for the Tancred? That'd be good because there's the Viner as well, and I like one at around $27. Do you? So I, I want to know if it's been specced at all. Around $27. Yeah. We'll go for a break, come back, and we'll give Tommy Hackett a call and find out about the Vinery and the Tanker. And stick with us on Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. We're time poor, you need to okay. know stuff, uh, Brown. We've got Tommy Hackett on yeah, the line, Tommy, so far away. Tommy, uh, we're not going to touch on Mornington because it's quite a weak uh, field and race up there. The two group ones up in Sydney, mate. Um, where's all the money? I. I don't mind the Bjorn Baker runner. She's ideal uh, in the uh, in the heavy slop. Yeah, I've been good support for she's ideal. Uh, does have really good wet track form. Was second in the Tancred Stakes behind Sir Dragon Eight twelve months ago. The other horse they've come for there is Stockman. A great wet track. A four wins, two seconds from seven starts on a heavy track. Last start winner as well. Should get a really nice run in transit there from Barrier Five and. Hunters don't really like any of the top three in the market because none of them have got any wet track form. Dewey's wet track noni. Spanish Mission doesn't go a yard in the wet. Think it over. Doesn't fly on the wet either. So it's all that Stockman and she's ideal in the Tancred. Oh, oh, really quickly before we let you go on the Vinery, uh, are you giving hope in your heart any chance as it builds to 2,000? In your heart, $26. I'm team Hinge, though. I think it's been flying this preparation. Still a little bit underrated. It gets a deserving favourite. Unbelievable performance from Tommy Hackett. Well done, mate. Yes, all right. Well, done to Ladbrokes too. Uh, well, Jay, done to you, Brown Dog. If you're here next Friday, uh, your name's going in in lights, up in lights. I think it already is, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind more. Uh, there's Brown Dog, Bond Dog, and that's been Taz Racing Talk. Trackside to come.